What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Empire Radio. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And uh, we have finally made it after doing weeks now. Of four weeks. Ranking the, yeah, four weeks of ranking the Star Wars trilogies um, kind of within themselves. We have made it to the finale of this series. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so uh, I'm honestly, after the, the sequel trilogy episode, I, I have no idea what to think. Honestly, I have no idea what to think about today's episode, um, how it's going to go. Well, because like oh, part of me is like, oh, well, we're just going to go, you know, we're going to go through the movies and we're going to rank go them really all together. And then we're going to go really fast. But then I feel like Bruh. we're going to get to a point and something is some something's going to hit the fan. <laughs> and I'm probably going to be the gonna, one that's going to throw it. <laughs> well, not necessarily, uh. but um, anyways, so uh, today we decided um, we don't have a ton of. There's not been a ton of stuff happening um, outside of speculation in the Star Wars universe lately anyways. Um, and so we, I guess for the second week in a row, are going to forego the the new segment. And we're just going to yeah. jump right in. Real quick, though. I did send that one thing I forgot, Andrew, to you about what books that Star Wars recommends to oh, read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Here, let me. You should pull that up. I'm trying to. I will. Figure. That's a good. Uh, that's a good thing. So I saw Star that, Wars but I don't Inst- read. Was it on Instagram and Facebook or just Instagram? I'm not sure. Uh, you sent it to me on Instagram. I know I sent you, but did how did you see it, Jeremiah? You posted it on Discord. Oh, that, true. Very true. Did you really? I guess I sent it to you on oh, Discord. I must have missed that. Oh, yeah, you did. That's how Sweet. you saw it. Okay, so everyone... Um, Star Wars gave three recommendations that are canon. Um, they are canon novels um, for books to read. And the first book was, it's the best book recommendation if you're new to Star Wars, if you're new to the universe. Um, and that is Star Wars Lost Stars by Claudia Gray, which mm-hmm. is one of Drew's, well, it is your favorite, right? I think it's my favorite. I'm reading it for the fourth time right now. <laughs> Dang. So, I started it. I have not had as much time to read lately, um, but I started it, and so far I've been very impressed. So I think it's going to be good. Um, but the second recommendation is the best book if you're into action and adventure, and that is Star Wars Last Shot by Daniel Jose Older. Um, it's a Han Solo novel. Um has I think there's a story with him, and then there's like a story that centers around Lando, or they inter intersect. I think or it's like intertied. That. I don't know if it's right after or right. I think it's got to be right after, right? Or is it during the solo film? I mean, because this mo- this be, book came out it, like right after. It can't be before because they meet for the first. Th- well, I don't know. Maybe they have two different storylines. I haven't. This is one of those books that I haven't gotten around to yet. So yeah, I'm not I haven't sure. either. I I I always thought that was a solo book. But clearly, it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's so it must be. It's after. young Han and young Lando, but it's yeah, you know. And if it's you in get that it era. from uh, Barnes and Noble, you have a switch cover, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, and then the third one is the best book if you're a fan of romance, and that is Star Wars: A Crash of Fate by Zoraida Cordova. And. Uh, based on the cover, it looks like that one takes place um, at 
the Black Spire outpost on Batu. Yeah, it is the Galaxy's Edge, one of the Galaxy's oh, okay. Edge's books. Gotcha. So yeah, those are the recommendations. Those are straight from Star Wars themselves. Um, I just thought that was a little cool little thing that they posted. It was like, yeah. while you're in quarantine, staying at home, you want to read Star Wars, these are the books. I'm like, well, the first one is, I can say I recommend right. that one for sure. Yeah, I have man. been for um, weeks. Yeah, if you're, if you're new to, to Star Wars, the, the literary universe of Star Wars, welcome. Um, it's a fun place to be. It's exciting. Um, welcome to that universe. And if you're new to Star Wars and you're listening to this, also, welcome you're part of a, a an awesome family now um of fans all no are welcome how, no matter how much we show our butts even if you love the last jedi you are welcome here oh heck yeah look i didn't hate it i'm just Jeremiah, gonna say that no right comment <laughs> <laughs> this is all um, about books i don't know what's going on <laughs> but really quickly um uh, speaking of books i i too have um a few recommendations for if you're in quarantine and you want to listen to an audiobook or you want to read a you want to just get more Star Wars content that is canon or now legends um, I have a few recommendations so one um, Plagueis yes so there's a there's a, a now can, uh, legends book called Plagueis that um, adds a massive amount of depth that is now not canon. Um, Which I feel like they just the Phantom Menace make, make a canon. Yeah, because it starts with Plagueis, who is Palpatine's master, and it starts with him um, taking the mantle, the mantle of master Manter. from his mantle, the mantle of master, uh, the mantle of master from his his Sith master, and then it goes all the way through most of the Phantom Menace. And it's really cool because, like, the stuff that happens during the Phantom Menace is stuff that um, it was written to kind of take place, like, just off screen. <laughs> so it's like, mm-hmm. while this was happening, and you see Palpatine leave the room in the movie, you don't see where he goes, but this is actually where he went. And he has a conversation with this person, and it's, like, it's super cool. Um, so I'd recommend that. I would recommend there's a trilogy of books um, that, are, that center around the story of Darth Bane that are also – that's also Legends now. Um, they are remarkable, especially if you like the Sith and the Dark Side. Um, it covers his rise to power, how he created the Rule of Two, and then the cliffhanger of the third book. Like the third book ends on a cliffhanger, and it's so it's such a good cliffhanger. Like I was mad in all the right ways <laughs> for the end of that book, um, and it's never explained. They never did anything to explain it, and I love it. Um, and then, uh, last but surely not least. The Legends and Canon Thrawn mm. trilogies, both of them. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a Canon trilogy that the starts The Canon with one's Thrawn. amazing. I don't know. Yeah, the Canon one is amazing one. one. Um there's a Canon one that's Thrawn, I think it's Ascension, and then Thrawn, the second one's like Thrawn Alliance. Yeah, with Anakin and, then, and Darth Vader and yeah, then the other yeah. one with Palpatine. What's that that last uh, one? Treason. Which I don't. Treason. I, I thought I finished that book, but I don't actually think I did. Now that I think they're about great, it. man. Well, I, I I've read those. like half of it, and now I'm looking at my my cabinet, and I realize that there's still bookmark in the middle of that book. So maybe I <laughs> I should read that instead of 
Lost Star for the fourth time. But then but. the uh, the other trilogy that's now Legends, which was widely considered as kind of the expanded universe 7, 8, and 9. Like, this was widely considered um, before the whole canon thing happened and the expanded universe was scrapped. This Those three books um, were considered to be, like, really the continuation after Return of the Jedi. Um, and that's Heir to the Empire... Um, I don't remember what the second one is. And then the third one is called The Last Command. Oh, Dark Force Rising. Yeah, so it's Air of the Empire, Dark Force Rising, and The Last Command. And those are really good, too. Especially um, if you like the expanded universe, a universe version of Luke and not the one that they gave you in The Last Jedi. So <laughs> anyways, um, no news, but some, some book recommendations coming from us to you. Uh, if you have any media that you want to partake in outside of like rewatching the Mandalorian for the fifth time and listening to the Mandalorian podcast, which we also did. Um, we also there. Yeah. Recommend that. But yeah, some good recommendations to calm yourself in quarantine. Yeah. There's nothing better than just sitting down and reading a good book, you know, getting comfy, getting warm. By the fire. Just opening a good story. Oh yeah, it is snowing. So for some reason, you know. Yeah. Which I feel really bad for you guys. Yeah. Okay. Weird flex. So, I saw what you ate the other day. I don't want to talk about it. The other yeah. day, I mean. Anyways. Yesterday, but yeah. Anyways, um, so there's some recommendations, some media recommendations for all of our listeners out there, and uh, enjoy. If you if you read end up reading one of these or a bunch of them, go to anchor.fm slash empire radio and leave us a voicemail message and we'll listen to it. Tell us what you think. Maybe we'll play it on, on the on the show. Yes, do that. But anyways, we are going to officially uh transition and this will allow me to uh use one of my favorite sounds of all time that I found. Uh, but we're going to officially transition into ranking the movies um, right now. Uh, I love that, man. I love that so much. <laughs> All Do right. it again. Do it again just for us one more time. All right, here we go. All right. All right. Okay, so here's what I think we should do. I think because we're dealing with ranking the movies, um, and we're we're dealing with nine of them now, I think we should one by one go through, give our lists, and then a brief, I mean, br- like brief explanation of the lists, and then we open it up and just kind of talk about them after that. We could, yeah, yeah, it's all good. We should because if we, we go, should... if we go. One to nine, and we do each of ours. This is going to be a four-hour-long episode. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to do that. I feel like we talked about most of these movies, yeah, a lot and enough. And yeah. maybe this will like help us rethink of some of our answers slash like, yeah, say something that we forgot to say or mention. I don't have yep. anything off the top. Sorry, off the top of my head right now, but I might once Jeremiah starts talking. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, I'll I'll start, and what I'm going to do is 
I'm going to go from my least favorite to my favorite. All right. That's Ooh, what I was thinking backwards. we should do. I'm going to go backwards. All right. So coming in at number nine, my least favorite of all the movies. Drum this roll. is going to come to no surprise <laughs> to anyone is The Last Jedi. Um, I'd like to preface this whole list with the fact that I don't hate any of these movies. Like even The Last Jedi, I don't hate it. Uh, as much as others did, like it's still it's still enjoyable. It's still Star Wars, um, but it is definitely my least favorite. Um, coming in at number eight um, is the Rise of Skywalker. Um, coming Wait, in at real quick, um, are we not doing Rogue One and Solo? I you know what I, we I just did I just did the Skywalker saga. But okay. if we're gonna do that, then we, I'm gonna I'm gonna add we, those in because I know we can I know those in at the end. We're gonna throw those in at the end. Okay. Yeah. Like after after we're discussing, yeah. it's like we'll just put between these two movies or something. Yeah, that's fine. I'll just do the. I Scott, have to my whole player. list. <laughs> I can put them in. I know where they would be. I know where mine would be. Jeremiah. Yeah. Yeah, I already have that written down. Oh, oh sweet. So I right. cool. we just do it all because that's what we ranked. We might yeah. as well just throw them all. Let's on. do it. Let's do it. All right, I'm gonna put it in. Hold on one second. Sorry, um, confusion for you listeners. <laughs> No, now we're now now we know where we're going, and now the listeners are along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, let me put this in. What I love that, listeners! I love that Andrew has to write it down visually and read it to us. I mean, like it's, I, it's okay, nice. Look, it's nice. I know where all of these would be in my mind and in my heart, but like dealing with eleven movies, I just don't want to jumble myself up. That's so. Fair. Anyways, okay, so number nine, or now now number 11. Number 11, the lowest one on my list is The Last Jedi. Okay. Just above that is The Rise of Skywalker. Um, just above that in spot number nine now is The Force Awakens. Um, just above that is Attack of the Clones. At number eight. Number seven is Solo. Um, number six is the Phantom Menace, and then my top five from least favorite, you know, in air quotes, because all these are incredible movies, but my least favorite, my top five, uh, in descending order was number five was Return of the Jedi. Number four was A New Hope, ironically, because that's also the fourth Star Wars movie. That was not intentional. Number three is Revenge of the Sith. Number uh, two is Rogue One, and number one for me was Empire Strikes Back. Um, wow, that will... list changed a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, because here's the thing: like we we were that's why I wanted to uh, I wanted to do the series because we were ranking them all within their respective trilogies. Yeah, interesting. But then the second you throw them together, that changes a lot. It so changes the game. Yeah, so like I've got the sequel trilogy in the bottom three spots. And that's kind of self-explanatory. Um, I like the I like the stories and everything, but there's a lot that I like about the other movies way more, mm-hmm. which I think we would all agree on. Yeah, for um, sure. So that's why they're at the bottom of the three. And then of all of the other Star Wars movies, Attack of the Clones is really my like my least favorite, which if you go back, I, I would suggest we're going to reference things that happened in the, the previous uh, three episodes of Empire Radio when we've been going through the trilogies. I would highly suggest listening to those later because they're all entertaining. 
but yeah. we all know that Attack of the Clones was my least favorite prequel movie. Um, and then this is where it gets like really interesting because I like Solo more than Attack of the Clones, but less than The Phantom Menace. Um, and that's I know fair. people, are, you know, I, like The Phantom Menace was just like I talked about this too. It was like the first you know, like, Star Wars movie that I was able to see in theaters as a kid, and, like, the Jedi were in their prime and all that stuff, so... But then, above the Phantom Menace, obviously, is Return of the Jedi, which was um, my least favorite of the original three. Because I remember I switched my list around during that episode. Yeah, you went from and it's Empire, yeah, and it's, New Hope. Then. Uh, yeah. So then it's A New Hope, because it's my second favorite of the original three, but then, between A New Hope and my favorite, which is Empire Strikes Back, which also happens to be my favorite movie of all of them, I have Revenge of the Sith, because I love, one, it's still a beautiful movie. It holds up. Um, yeah, there's some there's some cheesy moments. Like, don't get me wrong. There's some, there's some bad dialogue in it, but it shows the transition of Anakin to Vader, and I really enjoyed that. Um, I, it's, it's still, like, a really visually pleasing movie to watch, and the, the lightsaber duel between Anakin and Obi-Wan is... A, a, amidst its flaws is is beautiful from start to finish like it's it's remarkable um and then i've got rogue one which we talked about last week and again i'm not going to say it's a perfect star wars film because there's not really a presence of jedi in it so it's going to keep me from like making it the perfect star wars film but it's a really good really really good really well-made star wars film and then of course you have empire strikes back which is the the OG favorite for me like you've got the reveal of Darth Vader as Luke's father you've got Luke training you've it uh, you know in Dagobah you've got the Hoth battle like there's just so much good about that movie and there's like the it's really well done the the dialogue isn't terrible you know so that's my list in descending order uh, with the last Jedi Jedi in last place. And Empire Strikes Back in first place. Bravo, sir. Bravo. So right. I tried to keep that short because I feel like we're going to get into this a lot more after we all share our list. So, it, Drew, you go next. <laughs> okay. I will. So coming in at number 11, uh, I mean, we all know The Last Jedi. Um, and then so number 10, probably be... Uh, I keep jumping around. I'm going to say The Force Awakens. Then at number eight, nine. we're going to go... Or, sorry, nine. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Maybe I should have wrote this down like Andrew. You <laughs> need crap. Um, so, yeah. Number nine would be Solo. Number, number um, eight... Uh, Clone Wars, number seven, episode, wait, hmm, damn, I should have wrote this down, <laughs> why is it so hard for me? I'm I'm typing it up for you as we go, so that I can I'm, I'm writing it down too. Um, I don't know why this, in my head, like you said, Andrew, this is so much... Jeremiah, why don't you go? Because I got to write this. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll go. All right. So, at number 11, 
I will put The Phantom Menace. Whoa, really? Yep. Wow, okay. At number 10, I will put The Last Jedi. No way, dude. Okay, okay. All right. That's why you wanted to go last. That's why I wanted to go last. That's why you wanted to go last. Oh my gosh. Yeah, just keep going. Um, at number nine, A New Hope. Whoa. No. Wait, what? <laughs> no. I mean, to be fair, for okay, this is another what? thing we're going to reference. Okay. Please go, please, please go listen to that episode on the original trilogy when you get a chance. Um, but remember, Drew, he did say that the whole no. first half of A New yeah, Hope was trash. I don't want to talk about that. I'm making a t-shirt as we speak already. So. <laughs> Okay, okay, so a new hope. Then what? At number eight, I have the Empire Strikes Back. Oh my gosh! No. At num- okay. At, at number seven, I have Return of the Jedi. At number six, I have Solo. Holy crap! Okay. At number five, I have Attack of the Clones. At number four, I have The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> and I, I will say that five and four, I was going back and forth on which one I wanted. So those ones could be switched around easily. Okay. At number three, I have The Force Awakens. At number, number- two... I have Revenge of the Sith. And at number one, Rogue One. Okay. I, okay, here's the thing. I I do not blame you for your number one. I will I don't, I'll give you that. I'll you give ended you that. good. <laughs> you ended good, but I'm not going to lie, Jeremiah. I am, yeah, I am shocked. I am rough. shocked. This is this is why it was so hard because I knew it was so controversial what I was gonna put. That's why you wanted to go last. Oh my gosh! Like Empire Strikes Back, so low on your list, dude. Not to mention that A New Hope is New third from number- the bottom. Okay, all right, that's fine. Let's keep, let's keep going, Drew. Are you ready? Because okay, I have yeah, I'm ready. I have so many questions now. So I'm but- gonna start over. I told you I was gonna be the one that threw the crap at the fan, but you didn't believe me. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. That... yeah everyone, if that's listening, now is the time to go to anchor.fm/slash Empire Radio to leave a message. Like, if, if please, please leave us your thoughts. So, go for it, Drew. Oh, uh, okay. So, a number. Sorry, I'm. I'm writing just, my list and I just start over from the bottom. Just yeah, so I'm starting. Like, okay. So for for eleven, I have uh, Last Jedi. For ten, I have Force Awakens. For nine, I have Solo. For eight, I have Ep Three. Um, Revenge of the Sith. Yes, Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Um. Rise of Skywalker for seven. Okay. Episode one. I don't know why I wrote episode one and not. Is going to be our number six. Okay. Rogue One. 
Is that right? Wait, so am I missing one? You're at f- five right now. Yeah, number five is Rogue One. Okay. And then... Wait, one, two, one, two... You're missing a. I'm just saying, did you put Attack of the Clones in there? Ah, uh, that's what I missed. Because I was Attack like, Attack of the Clones is supposed to be, in, um, right, right above Force Awakens. That's what I missed. Oh, okay, I'll put that in there. Wow, this is so embarrassing, guys. Okay, yes, so <laughs> eight. Should I start over? Yeah, so just go 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 least favorite. Start with your least favorite again. Yeah. So Last Jedi, Last Jedi, Force Awakens. Yep. yep. For for so number six is Clones. Um, Solo is number. Wait, numbers. Wow. Don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry wait. about the numbers. Just go through the go through the movies. Solo. Yep. And, uh, episode three, Rise of yep. Skywalker is the next yep. one. Episode one, Rogue yep. One. Yep. And then Return, Empire, and New Hope. New Hope is number one. Yeah, I knew New Hope was going to be yours. I don't know why that was so hard for me. Was so... <laughs> I should have wrote it down. Dang, the, the one thing that I'm surprised on your list is that you liked episode nine more than episode three. Yeah, I, I don't like episode three that much. Out that's, of that's interesting. I mean, I like it better than Clone Wars. I mean, Attack of the Clones. But, well, sure, uh, Attack of the Clones. But for me, I still don't really. I can't get past Anakin's performance. It's too hard for me. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily blame you for that. Yeah. Besides that, like the story is good, and like when I watch like. The Clone Wars, the TV show, it probably it's it helps a lot with who Anakin is and his turn, and I feel like with the last four episodes that we're about to get, it's gonna help too. But it's still like, oh, yeah. so that might change a little bit, but it's still not that high up there for me. Okay, so I I want to start with Drew's list because I don't want to get to Jeremiah's yet. <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> I just. Oh man, I'm I'm not looking forward to that one. Um, okay, before, so before we get to my list, I think everyone should enjoy a cup of coffee before we get to my list. Oh, 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 oh. all right. Is that because of our sponsor for today's episode, by any chance? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Well, everyone, we're gonna take a quick break before we we dive into the list. So you've gotten our lists. And uh, before we dive in and start dissecting them, um, please check out a word for, uh, from our sponsor for today's video, Wesley Andrews. Hey everyone, Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor for today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that they have a subscription service that gets those amazing coffee beans delivered to your door on an either weekly, bi-weekly, or a monthly basis. Unfortunately, we're all being negatively affected by this virus right now. With that being said, what a better time to try some new coffee and support a local business. 
I know they'll greatly appreciate it, and we will too. After all, using the code Empire Radio with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, when you start a new subscription at wesleyandrews.cc, you'll get 50% off your first purchase. I can't think of a better deal. Get 50% off, support a local Minneapolis coffee shop, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Yeah. Do it. Just go check it out. Go check them out. I I have I have done that. I've done that thing and I have been very very pleased with my coffee. So, you're not going to regret it. I promise you. Just you know, do Anakin, it. Anakin is what is it? Revenge of the Sith and he's like, "What have I done?" When he when he realizes what happened. <coughs> are you laughing at me? He's choking. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, are you okay? <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm just... <laughs> All right, everybody. We had a we had a small emergency, but we're good now. But yeah, like Anakin, Anakin is. I think he's in the throne room with Palpatine. He's like, "What have I done?" Yeah. After he kills Mace, well, all that to say, you're not going to have that that moment if you get a subscription to Wesley Andrews. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, okay. I wasn't it. laughing before, but I wish I kind of was. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> Uh, anyways, yeah, everybody, everybody listening, feel free to laugh at me. It's, it's fine. I don't really care. I laugh at myself all the time. So Drew. Yes. So your, your list, my list. So what am I going over? Uh, well, I, I've, I just have some questions. Um, so a, a new hope in number one was not surprised by that You're because welcome. when we were doing welcome, the, the original, the original trilogy episode, you like multiple times. You were like, "It's my favorite Star Wars movie of all time." So, um, I am really happy that your top three included the three original movies. That was great. Um, so I'm, I'm interested. So you like Rogue One. So you've got the original trilogy in the top three, and then you like Rogue One over all of the rest of the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Okay. What's the question? So that's that's really understandable. Uh, well, that was the question. You liked oh. them over all the other ones, and you were like, "Yeah." Because yeah. my thing is like, Rogue One makes a New Hope a better film. I can't oh. justify putting it above the OG movies because I'm just a diehard OG fan. So I can't justify it moving it up by that much, but I can justify moving it above all the other ones because, like, I watched it actually on Easter, on Sunday. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was hanging out with my one nephew and his two sisters slept over and we got up super early because they're kids and they wake up when the sun comes up. And I was like sitting there and we're like looking through Disney Plus what to watch at seven in the morning as my wife was still sleeping there, their their aunt. And he was like, what is that one? Because I was just, of course, looking at only at Star Wars. Because I'm trying to educate yeah. people here. <laughs> of and, course. And then my nephew was like, what is that one? I'm like, you've never seen this one? This was like amazing. He's like, no. And then so I got three out of three. So oh, three out of six of my nieces and nephews to sit down and watch all Rogue One. Before nice. Stephanie even got up. And... Let's just say they're all really impressed and very happy. 
And I mean, they're all like, dude, Donnie Yang is the best. And which he's pretty dope. Yeah. So that's awesome, man. That's, yeah. And then my wife you, got you, mad man. that I didn't watch it with her because that's her favorite Star Wars <laughs> movie. One, you're a great uncle, too. That's awesome that Stephanie was like that. Um, yeah. So I with Rogue One and Jeremiah, feel free to, to chime in because you. Oh, gosh. Rogue One's your favorite movie. <laughs> Actually, you know, I'm just going to ask Drew this question because Rogue One and A New Hope are. No, you know what? It's for both of you. Um, do you think. Do you guys see Rogue One and A New Hope as a unit? A, like, unofficial pairing because of how closely their stories in interact yeah yeah that's what yeah that's why i was like why isn't why aren't we putting rogue one in solo like i'm okay without putting solo but rogue one is so much of like it's part of the, the skywalker saga in me in my mind it has so much to do with that and darth vader is so like in this film even though yeah. he's not but he is he's mentioned a lot a lot of the same characters are in all the other Skywalker saga. So, like, it doesn't make sense why this isn't part of that pairing, in my sure. mind. So, my question is, why, for you, Drew, why was Rogue One not right under A New Hope? Um, Like I said before, nothing can get away from the OG saga, in my mind. Like... The original three movies were just so much for them their time that I can't take take them apart and like put oh, sure. something in between it. My overall ranking, like those four movies, are honestly like the four mo movies that I've gone back to and rewatched the most. Is oh sure, that's like a New Hope, yeah. Empire, Jedi, and then Rogue One. Like Rogue One is so good. It's so good that it made people forget about how Force Awakens wasn't really that great. Oh yeah, yeah. Rogue you know what I mean? Like Rogue One was knowledge. just yeah. really good movie, and like if there was more Jedi's in it, or if we saw, I don't know who we could have got. Make maybe we saw like Obi Wan somehow. Like I don't know what we could have got as a Jedi. But it's interesting because I think if if Rogue One had had Jedi, like a Jedi presence in the way, in a similar manner that the other movies did, it would have felt a lot like just a, a normal part of the original. Uh, yeah, for sure. But it, also, which, which, is really, which is really interesting to me. Yeah, but for me, it almost like I'm so glad that there wasn't, but there was. Like, oh, they didn't. Yeah, sure. We got people that are force sensitive for sure in this film, and we got so many people that, like, it just felt like you were watching a Star Wars movie, kind of in the same mindset yeah. of like how the Mandalorian feels like you're watching Star Wars. Like it just is clean. There's some CGI, but not a lot. And and actually, like rewatching it, I wasn't mad at um, Porn Gelly or whatever that guy's name is. That what? What's that species what? that sucked the brain out and or like can read your mind? Oh, yeah. Oh, I was like, oh. I wasn't about? mad. Like in my ranking when I was talking about this last week, 
I was like, yeah, it kind of took me out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we, I remember that. honestly, in 4K, it it actually seems like it fits. It's less CGI, if that makes any sense. Sure. Like it kind of looked more like a puppet. Like it that it fit really well. Like to me, fit yeah. really well. So, okay, I, so I I enjoyed it a lot, and I, I mean it's the freshest movie in my mind besides yeah. Rise of Skywalker. So because I watched it two days ago, but I haven't. I have a qu- a follow up question to that for both of you, and I and I really like genuinely would love to 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 hear what you guys think, and and mm-hmm. to the listeners, um, if you want to respond to this again, you know, leave us a message um, because this is a really this is a really genuine question for me. So. When you you we were talking just now about how Rogue One felt like a part of the kind of a part of Star Wars, right? Um, of like the original trilogy, like an extension of the original trilogy. Um, in my mind, for some reason, it, the the four of those movies are are in a different, like they're in a their own category. I don't know if it's the color, the colors they chose. I don't know if the it's the aesthetic. I don't know if it's the the music, like the way that they composed the music. Because I mean, they have two different composers. John Williams didn't work on Rogue One, but I don't know what the deal is. But the two, the the original trilogy and Rogue One, to me, feel like a unit that are very closely related. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the prequels have their own feeling, but why why do you why do you guys think that Rogue One and the the original trilogy feel more closely related um, and more like Star Wars than the pre than the sequels do? Um, because you know with with Rogue One, it just it felt like in hindsight it feels like a, a seamless just kind of continuation of the Star Wars universe. And I think it's not the fact that it's goes right you know, into the next movie. Goes right into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not that it goes right into a new hope. Like that's not the fact that it's so closely closely related um, timeline wise. That is not what I'm saying. But for some reason, when I think of the original trilogy, um, aesthetically, I guess, and the feel of the movie, and just all around, it feels like Rogue One is way more closely related to those three movies than the sequel trilogies, um, and it feel it just feels more like a unit. It feels more like Star Wars. Like, why do you guys? What is your opinion? Why do you think that is the case? Because the sequel trilogies, the pre- the prequels are just the prequels, and they they have solidified their relationship in my mind to the original trilogy, um, and 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 that is because they take place, you know. 20 years or 20 or so years in advance of the original trilogy. But with the sequels, it feels completely disconnected for me still. Like even with Luke and Leia and Han in those movies, it still doesn't quite feel like Star Wars in, in the same way the original trilogy did. So what is your, what is what are your thoughts on why that is? I can start out with that. Um, I was going to say, Jeremiah didn't really answer why his number one. So, um, I take it. Well, I would say that it's it's simply the story is is too far removed from the first six movies. Really quickly, Jeremiah, I, one yeah. thing I forgot to mention 
is that the Mandalorian has the same feeling. Right. And and so it's not just it's it's this whatever the, the thing is, it's it the Mandalorian has it too for me. Well well the Mandalorian it's it's all the same like era of character design. And so when you jump to this the sequels, like the stormtroopers have their own new design. And and I I wasn't really a fan of the new helmet of this of the new trilogy. Um, sure. So it's 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 removed from that. Um, I think that like also the the story it's so it's I don't know it's hard to, hard to explain because it's it's I've always felt that it was so far removed from from the other movies that it's, it's, it's cause I think I mentioned uh, last week when we talked about the, the sequels that the story should have been like a television series, a live action television series that would have spread out um, like a season or two before we even get into the, the timeline of the force awakens. And so I think it's, there's a, there's a lack of story that connects it to everything. And Part of that has to do with the fact that um, it's all new characters, basically. Yeah, we have uh, Han Solo, we have Leia, we have Chewie, all of them, but it's right. they're just they're just minor characters, um, and because of that, we we link their them as a a minor character to it disconnects us from the original trilogy because they're, they're minor characters rather than the main characters. And so that already takes us, that is a good point that already takes us out of, of the story because it's like, it's almost like if, if they weren't in it, it could have been better in a sense because we're not comparing the new characters to the original characters. That's an interesting point. And so, like they could have, they could have done it where, um, with like Lando, we didn't see Lando till episode nine, and yeah. they could have done that with maybe some of the other characters that we've known and held them off to the second movie or the third movie, and that way we would have, we've already been invested in the story without them, and so for them yeah. to come in, we would have been more excited to see them more. Um, seeing the two different groups of characters coming together better, and it would have been a, a greater mesh between the old or, or the original trilogy and yeah. the new trilogy. It it is interesting because, um, my my friend Aaron and I, um, we were we've been talking recently about, um, the the kind of the older public era quite a bit, um. And it is interesting because, like, the Knights of the Old Republic, the games, and then the story surrounding Revan, um, like, still feels like Star Wars to me. Um, and it's and it's really good. Like the the the, um, the plot and the lore surrounding that era is is phenomenal. Um, it still feels like Star Wars. It still adds to the universe, even though, again, all this is legends at this point. Um, but 
I think that what you said is interesting because w- the one thing that that storyline does not have is the three central, you know, the heroes from um, the original trilogy. And I'm wondering now that you said that, all of that, which was really, really good, um, I'm wondering if. I, I feel like in Star Wars, there's there's kind of only two options as far as storytelling is concerned now. You either do something um, completely unrelated to the original characters in the original Skywalker line, and you do it super well, and you interweave it into just the universe as a whole. Or you take those three characters, and you don't do what Disney did. Because Disney, I mean, I'm just going to say it, I don't hate what they did, but they mistreated the characters, in my opinion. Um, Which characters? The the original three, Han, Leia, and Luke. I I you know like Han dying, yeah. you know whatever he that 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 happened whatever. Um, I think Leia's character was could have could have been pretty faithful in the well, way she. Well, I feel like Leia's character is so much better in the books, but we can't get that in real life because she actually unfortunately passed yes. away. Right, and so I feel like like Rise of Skywalker, honestly would have even been a better movie if she was oh, still yeah, she around because yeah. her role in the book is so significant and like it just shows you how much as a she didn't want to fail another person when she took up the mantle to be raised Jedi master like she was yeah. raised Jedi master in the movie we don't really get that feel but in the yeah. book it's like she didn't give that lightsaber to Rey because she wasn't ready for it yet. Yeah. Because she didn't f- complete the trials that she was going. Yeah. That uh she had to go through. And in the movie we don't get that really. We get it like oh she didn't finish her one training thing. And she's n- mentally yeah. like for her she's not ready for it. And then uh, Leia's like oh, no I think you are ready. But in the book that's not how it was portrayed at all. Like. And yeah. it's because, unfortunately, we didn't have the scenes and the screen time with her to give that to us. So, yeah, it wasn't anything, honestly, Disney could have foreseen. Yeah. But, well, and, and, and going back, like, you know, it is it is interesting because the, the, the stories that are most celebrated by the fans – are the the legend stories and they're the ones that take place you know long before in the older public or they are the books that are really really well written and well done that take place with those characters um after you know after return of the jedi and i'm wondering if if, I, i i'm wondering if that's the reason why they don't feel like star wars I'm I'm realize, I'm wondering if they tried if they tried to combine the two options. They tried to they tried to combine keeping the character central, um, the original three characters central, and they tried to combine that a storyline that was completely separated from them. And then they you get this weird like, well Luke's there, but like Jeremiah said, he is kind of a background character, and he doesn't do very much until, you know. The Last Jedi, and then really, does he? It's arguable that he doesn't do very much at all. So it, it, it's weird because I think I, I, I'm beginning to process this as I'm talking. Well, so the question I have for you, Andrew, yeah, is uh, when you say the sequel trilogy doesn't feel like Star Wars, are you saying 
it doesn't feel like Star Wars, or is it? It doesn't feel connected to the original mm, trilogy. What specifically yeah. do you mean by that? Because I feel like it I, feels like Star Wars. I think that the story is disconnected from the rest of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. That that's to clarify. That's what I meant. It it does feel like Star Wars, um, but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel connected to the original trilogy or the prequels. Because like the prequels in the original trilogy, I think they were they were connected very well yeah through, um, through anakin yeah through anakin i mean there you know there was there was a 20 or so year gap um i thought they were really connected but then you get to the sequels and it's like well what okay let me let me like, use I, know, a... I know this is happening but but then it doesn't feel entirely like it's a continuation of the story um so okay is, this is a really weird uh this is a weird like like illustration um but when I was at, at North Central, um, there was um, a, a speaker at, uh, at, there was a big theological conference that was there at North Central, and I went, um, and he was yeah. a Native American uh, theologian, and he talked about how a lot of Native Americans, they, how they picture like the progression of time is that you're, you're walking backwards into the future, and you can only see what has happened before you. And so, oh, okay. So, like, when it comes to um, why we think the prequels are connected to the original trilogy, is because we already had a set, like, oh, like we heard in episode four, like the Clone Wars and the Jedi. Like, we got all these references. Yeah. We knew that Anakin fell to we the dark rules. side. And so we were looking back, and so we already filled in a lot of these ideas in our head on what it could look like or what actually happened. And so when we get that storyline, it fills in the blank spots that we were missing. And so it was part of the story already, just that it got filled in. But with the sequels, we weren't really looking forward because we thought the story was done when Vader was defeated and the Empire was defeated. There wasn't really yeah. anything for us to look forward to because it was a it was a blank slate, and so right. that's kind of why how I kind of illustrate this is that we were wanting the prequels because we already had a base, some kind of base points to to look forward to and and make hypotheses about and stuff. Yeah, and I that that is a really valid point, and I think when when you are making a new storyline like they did and they're going into you know quote uncharted territory that's why you know coming full circle that's why we've seen that the most effective stories in the Star Wars universe have been those that have either been completely separated from the original trilogy and the Skywalker line or ones that have been completely focused on the original three heroes in some capacity or in some you know balance of you know, maybe Han gets his own arc, but then, you know, Leia and Luke are still there, you know, or whatever. And I think going back, the reason why for me it that the the sequels don't feel as connected is because they tried to do both. They tried to they, they like half made it a continuation of Luke's story, but he didn't really play a pivotal role. But then they half brought in these new characters in this new story, and it was this weird like half and half uh, blend of something brand new and yet trying to be nostalgic, and I, I guess that's why it felt really foreign to me. Um, all 
you know, now, especially, you know, we're supposed to be talking about our list and our rankings, but yeah, I thought, I thought, it, I thought it was really interesting. Um, as we Andrew, began real quick, about, do you think the rise of Skywalker though, feels more connected to the yes. original? And, and I was going to say, why is that? because there were more elements of the original trilogy in that movie specifically. Correct. Yes. Because so, you got Palpatine's bag. You got yep. Wedge like was there. Wedge like so, Lando. So yeah. then An- Andrew, then why is nine in the middle of your of your sequel trilogy ranking then? I'm because Because if it does it the best for Star Wars, like it's most connected, it's the most relatable for the yeah. Star Wars thing, you would think that, that would be your highest ranking for but the sequel size rise of skywalker or is it rise of skywalker you're you like it more because of what it brought to your life i i the force awakens is ranked higher for me because like we were like we That's said during during the sequel trilogy episode i think it's all around just a better movie than the rise of skywalker okay. as a singular mm-hmm. movie um i think it's stronger from start to finish um, you know, now that I think about it, the Rise of Skywalker could be I I could switch those realistically if I wanted to, now that I'm you know, we're doing all this processing. But uh yeah, I don't know. It is interesting though, just as we've been going through this, I was really thinking about how like in my mind, Rogue One, the original trilogy, and then the Mandalorian all feel very similar and connected and even though they're different stories, a part of the same universe in a way that the sequel trilogies don't. And so that's why I ask. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just really interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, I have know. Rise of Skywalker at my number six because I think it it ties in. It feels more like the Skywalker saga. Yeah. Um, and after reading the book, like feeling how much like Ben and Ray's connection is, and like how the dyad like like they were a dyad from birth and like all that stuff. And it makes it feel like, like Palpatine the whole time was trying to create, make sure that like the rule of two was still a thing, but he accidentally made a dyad because he accidentally made yeah. Ray. And so I just think it was like kind of, it backfired finally to him and it felt more of like the like it felt like a big story connection and i just feel like seven uh, seven kind of fits but eight for sure does not really fit at all to me in that yeah connection yeah, I, part i would agree with that i think i think nine fits more into the original trilogy and feels more connected to me than the other two do for sure yeah so anyways now that we've gone on a massive tangent but a i was just about that in- I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts, but uh, d- let's uh, let's talk about Jeremiah's list. <laughs> okay, so for for those of you listening, let's just re. I'm going to recap Jeremiah's yeah, list. Yeah, I was going to say, Jeremiah, give us your list one more time. Yeah, so, so I can puke. Jeremiah, from your, <laughs> he said, so I can puke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so from your least favorite to your most favorite, go for it. Give the listeners some context. So, at the bottom, one, then eight, four, five, six, solo, two, 
nine, seven, three, Rogue One. Okay. So, I I have many questions. Okay, so you're probably wondering why I have the Phantom Menace lower than the Last Jedi. Yeah, why is the Phantom yeah. Menace lower than the Last Jedi? So, do you remember my comment on why I ranked that the lowest of the prequel trilogy? Because you don't like Jar Jar. No, because <laughs> because the only like really standout great parts of that movie were the pod race and the mall fight at the end. So, like the whole movie. So, so a lot of that movie, it's. Yeah, I enjoy it, but when I think of that movie, I only think of those two moments as the standouts, and um, so I, I technically I enjoy watching that movie more than I enjoy watching the Last Jedi. Huh? But the but the Last Jedi has more great scenes in it than oh the gosh. Phantom Menace. Okay. Oh man. All right, but hey, that's his Drew. That's his I mean, opinion. That's your opinion. Yeah. I'm mean, like, wrong, but it's because, your opinion. <laughs> but 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 the thing is, so you you have the pod race is what five minutes, and you have what the pod race is like fifteen minutes. Yeah, what? the pod so race not. is longer than five minutes. Yes, Hold dude, on. it is not, long. Look it up. up. It is it's not, not five fifteen minutes. minutes. It is it's not, not five 15. minutes. It's closer to the ten than. Well, it's it's, it's probably not fifteen. Fifteen is kind of aggressive, but it is not five minutes. Well, the power race is like half the story. No, it's not. I mean, it kind of is the, the, because... the actual race. I'm not talking about the oh. negotiation before. I'm talking about the actual race. Oh, that sure. Was, yeah, it's that not was that fi- long. Yeah, the pod race was five minutes, not the negotiations and the arguing I'm... and the. That's that's the rest it's, of the movie. It's between it's between ten to fifteen minutes. Oh, okay. The actual the... race from. It, it's like, it's like ten minutes of racing time. Okay, okay, fine, it's, fine. Surrounding it, we'll we'll say ten minutes, plus okay. the additional. Uh, what ten? We'll give you say ten minutes for the mall fight. That's twenty minutes of that whole movie that is stand out good for me. I don't understand. Can you explain out why like getting Anakin from a slave doesn't stand out? Like seeing C three PO for the first time doesn't stand out in your mind, like because it's you're just seeing a robot. Like, yeah, it's cool, but when I, <laughs> but when I think of the movie, I don't think of C three PO. But he's in every film. So, what does that have to do with being a great film? Just having one single character that's there. Well, I mean, if you ask George Lucas. He built like the portrayal of these films are written around them. Like they're supposed to be like our, especially New Hope for sure. Like R two and C three PO are like are directing the the movie. So okay. seeing him for the first time in pieces, and seeing how Anakin built him from nothing, it's pretty significant. I, in my opinion, but I mean, well, but actually, so though, you're telling me that the, thing, the first thing you think about when you watch the Phantom Menace or you think about it is C3PO? No, that's a standout moment for you in that, that movie? That is a standout moment for me to like remember to see, re- see him 
and nothing and like Anakin's showing how he's building this droid in the back of his room and then realizing that that droid is all the way down to his kid somehow gets in touch with this droid both of his kids and like seeing how like Darth mm-hmm. Vader even sees them at one point like it's so cool sure it i i would agree if we're talking significant that scene is significant but drew i do want to make note that I think some of the outside of the moments of the pod racing scene and then the duel with Maul, the a lot of the Phantom Menace is in a has a, has a similar feeling to the first chunk of A New Hope in the pacing and kind of what's going sure. on. That's and fair. so I'm not I'm not necessarily surprised that Jeremiah put it below the Last Jedi on his list. I mean, I'm not you really know, surprised, but I just. There's but, okay, okay. So but you're, you're implying that I don't like the rest of the movie. By, no, no, by no, what no. you, yeah. That's so not, I'm saying I, I still, saying. I still like the whole movie, but I'm saying that the two main highlights of the whole movie are the pod race, the actual race, and then the mall fight. But when I compare that to Episode Eight, the whole, all the stuff on crate is a lot more, there's more t- screen time on crate than there is in those 20 minutes from episode one that I think is great. Also, Wait, so I, when also, you say the mall fight, do you include the three, two other fights that's going on at the same time or just the mall fight? You talking about the Gungan war, the Gungan war and Anakin blowing everything up. And I'm talking space. about the mall fight, just, just the mall fight, just the mall fight. Interesting. And so, so Jeremiah, one of the, one of the things that I'm seeing on your list is that you've actually got like a slightly higher concentration of the sequels. Okay, and again, I'm discounting Rogue One being your number one. The, the Disney honestly, era, you should say that. Yeah, yeah. Ten ten thousand points for you for putting that up there. I totally support that. But when at, towards the top of your list you actually have more of the prequels and then the disney era rather than the original trilogy and so my question is when you're when you're looking like what makes a a star wars movie really remember rememberable and what makes it stand out to you i'm i'm just curious because i think knowing I, that will help me understand wh- why you put your movies where you did because i'm i want the the when looking at a storyline for a whole entire movie, I don't want fluff. I want things that are important that drives the story forward. And so, yes, in episode one, yeah, there's the whole thing is moving forward with like Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan on Tatooine and, and all this stuff. But it's it's very slow paced. It's It's just simply yeah. they find... They randomly find the chosen one because it was the will of the force, which is, yeah, it's great. It's cool, but it's a very simple idea. But don't you think everything in Last Jedi is more simple than that? Like half the movie is blank because Finn and Rose doesn't even need to do anything. Yeah, I said last time. Yeah. So half half of episode eight, I think, is great. The other half is terrible. It's trash. When I think of when I think of episode eight, all I like is. The, I mean, I'm okay with like Ray and Kylo's interaction through the Force, 
And but besides that, like the only thing I really remember is the fight on crate, and that's it. Everything else is blank to me. Right, and so the stuff that so, I but think is, I feel like that time is way less than no, 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 no. but I'm saying fights. Okay, the, but I said one. I said half the movie. So what if you remember what I said from the when we were talking about the sequel trilogy is that everything that has to do with a force user in that movie I like. So everything with Ray, Luke, Snoke, Kylo Ren I think is great, and then everything on Crate is great uh great is great great is great and so so all of that stuff i think is really good but the reason why i have episode eight so low on my list is because one half that movie is trash because it doesn't add anything to the story Mm -hmm. and also it was also to put we have to consider the fact that it was a very big disappointment on what we were hoping we were going to get and so Mm -hmm. Because there was a half the movie didn't push the story forward, and it was a disappointment to what we thought we were going to get. That's why it's so low on my list. But I still think that there's more great stuff on screen in episode eight than there is in episode one. Okay, so I I am really beginning to understand your list now, hearing you talk. <laughs> um, which which honestly, okay, this this is making a lot more sense. Um, because the less exciting movies are towards the bottom. Yeah, that may, okay. That makes a lot. Actually, that makes a lot more sense. Because yeah, so if I I'll just continue forward though with with that, but like so like obviously I have my famous quote that the first half of A New Hope is trash. <laughs> so like okay, and sure. we I did say that slow. was hyperbolic, which is true. Like it's it's very slow paced. I think it's. Yeah very simple and straightforward and it's not great until they're coming together and they're putting a plan together to take down the death star and they're on the death star and they're the the aerial the space battle it's all great i love that and that's what i remember most about that movie yeah Um, and then so with episode five empire straight back um i talked about how um han and leia's story arc in that film yeah it's it's important for their story but at the both the overall narrative of the story their part doesn't really add a lot to luke's story yeah they end up on the cloud city and then that's where luke goes but their story doesn't add to luke's story which is the main story of that movie and so that's why I that's why I don't think it's yes I like the movie but only half that movie is what I like because it's real question do you think that movie evolves around Luke like as an individual more than everyone Yeah I think interesting I think at the end of the day most people care more about Luke's story in that movie than they do about Han and Leia's story because you take Han and Leia out of that movie, nothing, it had no effect on Luke other than they went to a place where he felt he had to go to save them, which is important. But it, half, but say 45 minutes of that movie when they're trying to escape the Empire, it's, yeah, it's cool that they're going through the, the, 
the asteroid field and they're hiding in the big rock or whatever, a big comet or whatever it was. And, but it doesn't add to the story for me. And so that's why you, you like where they ended up at the end, but you don't like the story on how they got there. Yeah. I think essentially it's like, it would have been great if like maybe Han and Leia, they ended up like they weren't necessarily being chased by the empire and they didn't have their issues with the Millennium Falcon. Like, if they went to a hidden base somewhere where they're trying to rendezvous with the rest of the rebellion and somehow um, like whatever they were doing is what caused like the empire to find them on this other planet or something where Mm -hmm. they caused the progression of the story, then I would have, it would have been better, but them getting the best been like, they didn't cause the empire to go to Bespin. It was, it was Lando, right? Yeah, it and, was. And and uh, well, I mean, and and uh, there was what triggered Lando yeah. to to yeah tell Darth Vader. Yeah, so it's like it wasn't their story didn't progress the film. It was just it was just they were in the wrong place at the wrong time because Lando had his thing. So. Do you think if you view the story on not just Luke as the only character in the story, you'd feel like it's better? I was, if they, if. I just, like, for me, when I see that movie, I don't think Luke is the primary, like, thing at all. If anything, I feel like that movie is more of a Han movie than a Luke story. Empire? Yeah, because, like, Luke, all he does is leaves and goes hang out with Yoda for like half the movie and then and then leaves. But like I feel like a majority of this movie is about Han deciding to stay as a rebel. Like he wanted to leave but he had to go save Luke because he's a good person. He wanted it to is. leave but he he kept like having issues where he couldn't leave and go pay off his it bounty. Is interesting. And then when I, you get to the point where he has to pay off his bounty it's too late and he has a bounty on his head and now he is screwed. Yeah. I think it is interesting because the two of you gravitate towards two completely different characters. Yeah. And the two stories are happening simultaneously. And, and the point, Lucas's point in, in making those movies was that the characters, there was not just one central, you know, story hero, relatable character, but you had all of these different, storylines going and I, I i think that in at the end of the day it's fascinating that you guys have have gravitated the way that you have um because you know drew you you see that as han's movie and jeremiah would it be safe to say that you see that as luke's movie yeah yeah which is really interesting because i think going back to it that was the beauty and the film the 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 mastery and the art of the original trilogy because you did, you really had three arguably three main characters and they all had their own development. They all mm-hmm. had their own storyline. Um, but it is really interesting, Jeremiah, because I mean, from, from an excitement point of view, like if you, if you put the, you know, if you put the Phantom Menace and a new hope in front of, 
a young new Star Wars fan that might be, you know, like someone that's like seven or eight, right? They're not going to be nearly as involved and um, captured. Yeah, I feel by like my films. nephew would not like A New Hope that much. Exactly, but they, <laughs> and but, I, but I understand. They would love Revenge of the Sith, you know, and or the, Rogue the One. Yeah, exactly. Like he did. He so, loved Rogue One. Not to say, and and Jeremiah, what I am not saying is that you're, you're like a child. child. <laughs> <laughs> but but what I what I am saying is that I the more and more we're talking, the more and more your list actually makes sense. It it comes across as a shock because we hold the original films and kind of the the general currents of Star Wars ranking as um, oh gee, you know, as like the the gospel of what you're supposed to appreciate and what you're not. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like what you're saying is like some of it's really, really valid because, you know, I do not agree that the first half of a new hope is trash, but I do agree that there's not a great deal going on. <laughs> you know, there's development yeah, and there's, and, and there's everything that happens needs to happen, but it gets way more exciting towards the end of the film. You know, I yeah. agree with that for sure. So, and I understand where Jeremiah's perspective is on empire. Like I get it. If you view it like, that I could see how like if you don't if you're not super invested into Han Solo and Leia's trilogy like story like I can see how like half that movie doesn't really matter in your sense yeah. but yeah yeah it makes sense yeah man just for me it's just like I've always seen that film as more of like Han's struggle and like because yeah. the last hope it kind of ended with Han's struggle like we didn't know what Han was gonna do we we thought he was just going to take his money and run away and he got his reward and like when you started off with empire that was like what he was going to do he was going to leave he kept going to leave but his love for leia he couldn't and then everything's like kind of fell in a place where he also couldn't but like it brought their love so aggressively so connected that i don't know yeah, I, I love that movie. But yeah, sweet. So, what else is there to talk about? <laughs> do you want Do you want me just to continue through my list on why I have it the way I do, since I have the most controversial one? Or did you have any specific questions? Or Andrew, what um, was your list again? Mine was uh, least favorite to most favorite is. The Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, Force Awakens, Attack of the Clones, Solo, The Phantom Menace, Return of the Jedi, A New Hope, Revenge of the Sith, Rogue One, Empire. Why is Rise so low? Just because... Um... I think it landed lower. I'll, I'll probably end up switching that in the Force Awakens around, um, but it's low because it's associated with the sequels, in my opinion. Um, and where, where do you guys both have Clone Wars? Attack of the Clones. I feel like is I feel like Clone Wars before before these movies came out was probably mostly everyone's least favorite. Oh yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. curious where you guys have mine. That. Mine is at number five. Top five. Mine number, is like the the sequel movies are my bottom three. If you took those away, it would be number like if it would be the very bottom one for me. So you're like eight, 
as clone. Yeah, three. but it, but it's interesting because the the thing that kills it that movie for me is Anakin. Yeah, like which is like why. But you stuff. love Episode Three. Well, I think he got a lot better. But he did. The, he did. Like, sure. like the, the stuff with Obi Wan and Jango and the the, mm-hmm. the the fight scenes and the Yoda and Dooku battle, like all of that was great. Like it's super entertaining. But yeah, I then, love like you know, the the clone lineages and like how clones became a thing and yeah. But like again, going back to the the episode that we did on the prequels, I did not like the chase the the chase scene, and and then I hated the worms. every everything about the. I can the feel Nibiru. everything in that room. Well, I hated the the, <laughs> the sand the, the and the their relationship and. Anyways, so the sand gets the everywhere. Yeah, Attack of the Clones is the lowest one for me. That's right. I have clones at nine. But yeah, I, I, I think like I love like you kind of said like I like I really do like the Clone Wars. There's some of my favorite lines are in that film, and some of my least favorite lines are in that film. Now speaking of speaking of lines, I want to make note that I love I love prequel memes. I'm just Definitely. gonna say it. I love prequel memes. All the and high ground ones. Abu Frey. Huh? The high ground ones. Those are the best oh, ones. They're, they're great. But the and I think I think that has honestly helped shape a new deeper appreciation <laughs> for the prequels. Because you go back and what you watch them and like you know the lines are coming up and you start giggling or something. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's, just, it's just a big joke, but I don't know. Dude, Andrew, come on. Bobby Frick, you can't have that movie that low because your favorite character of Star Wars is in that movie. No. It, jokingly, he's my favorite character, but he's not my favorite character of Star Wars. You know, he, he's a have to lot to Jar Jar. more in the book. That, that was a joke. Oh. I need to read that. I need to go back to that. You do. In the book, like, it talks about how Babu had another clone or another droid that he was working on at the time and he wasn't able to leave um what was that planet it's not great what is that planet? yeah he couldn't leave right away because he was working on another thing and they barely got off before it blew up and it was really really cool but yeah i i need to go back and read that yeah you should read it cuz it it's it's really good. I would tell Jeremiah to read it, but we all know the answer to that. <laughs> Jeremiah doesn't read those things. Correct. No. He doesn't concern himself with things of that nature. No. Nope. Um, I as as far as I'm concerned, I'm good. I don't have any more questions. Um, yeah, I don't either. I I don't know how to like end this, but I respect all everyone's choices except yeah. for mine. <laughs> no, I respect no, 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 no. it. I Jeremiah, I really enjoy your choices, and and I enjoy it because you're different, and because <laughs> oh god, because because honestly, I would really be sad if we all were like, yeah, the O the original trilogy is the best. OG is then, life. Yeah, like it would be such a boring podcast. We'd be True. giving everyone else that's listening to this exactly what they're hearing on the forums and on the, the in the YouTube and the internet, anyways. So. I really like having some controversy, and so I just like that you said it. Don't like, ever change. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, kid. 
Like you make your own decisions, and I, <laughs> like the way you said it, Andrew was so like. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't. I I meant it genuinely. You didn't mean it like that, like a, but like a condescending way. Yeah, um, you didn't mean it like that, but it definitely came across as. <laughs> Jeremiah, just don't don't ever change who you are, man. Don't let anybody try to tell you that you are your own is, human. Is not half trash, okay? Yeah. Don't okay. let anyone tell you we, that. Even though we will. <laughs> don't let anyone tell you that episode eight is worse than episode one. Don't let anyone tell you that. Even though. Well, I want on to that tell note, you y'all. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, y'all, to all of our listeners, listeners out there, um, we've referenced previous episodes of this podcast quite a bit in this episode. Um, because like I mentioned at the beginning, uh, it is a culmination um, of the last four episodes we've been doing a series and it is the the finale and so if you're interested in the references that we have made but you have not yet listened to those episodes um, feel free you know we're all quarantined right now and we have more time than we did before so feel free to go give those a listen um, the one on the sequel trilogy was like way more explosive than I thought it was going to be and we went super long um there was a lot of so, news, though, in that episode, too. That's true. So th- there's a lot of inter- interesting stuff. And also, please, 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 um, if you haven't already, go give the other two podcasts under the Empire Radio uh, f- banner, media banner, I should say, um, a listen. And those are the Mandalorian podcast. Um, it's pretty self-explanatory. It is dedicated to the show of the same name. Um, and if you're rewatching the Mandalorian um, I was actually not a part of that one until the very end, unfortunately, but Jeremiah and Drew uh, went through each episode and did some really good commentary on those. So if you're watching those episodes and you want to hear some commentary, go give that a listen. And then in a similar manner, we have another podcast called The Clone Wars Save Podcast, and that is dedicated to Season 7 of The Clone Wars, um, where every time there is a new episode out, we... Uh, give our thoughts. We do a run through of the episode and uh, kind of dissect it. And so we'll be doing episodes of that, um, especially for the next four weeks as we enter the final arc of that show. So give that a listen. But just know that there are two other podcasts. Whenever you're listening to one of the three of them, there are always two other ones. So it's the podcast rule of three. <laughs> I, I see what you did there. Until uh, new sorry. shows get added on, then we'll have yeah. four yeah. and five, and then and then four we'll or five, episodes. seven. We're gonna keep. We'll have episode every day. So, uh, yeah, we're we're we're, <laughs> we're trying to crank out more content. But, anyways, just go support them all because um, supporting one is great, and we appreciate it. But um, it really helps when all three are supported equally. So, yes, uh, and Empire Radio is. Uh, a show that will not end, even if these those other epi- seasons end for the other two podcasts. So, yes, just so you guys are aware that Empire Radio is a weekly podcast just about Star Wars and what we think, what we love, what we hate, and stuff like that. So we're not going anywhere, even during these t- the wild wild west times, quarantine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that that's true. We're not going anywhere. We are uh, we are quarantined and we are not together, but we are yet we're we're all together in the force, and Ooh. because of modern technology. So, stay tuned. We've got more stuff coming your way. Um, but yeah, any more remarks, boys? Nope. 
Add us on, all. Look us up on Facebook, facebook.com yes. slash Empire Radio Podcast. And Instagram as well. Yes. Empire Radio Podcast. On Instagram. Awesome. Cool. Well, this has been another episode of the Empire Radio Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And may the force be with you. Always. Always.